Hello, and welcome to the Jubilee Church Podcast. Jubilee Church exists to help all people know God, find family, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you would like to learn more or connect with us, please visit our website at jubileestl.org. This is like an amazing week coming up. We do it three times a year. It's the, uh, it ends up being the most fruitful and producing week uh, of anything that we do because we're engaging with God and he's directing us, speaking to us, empowering us. And, it's way, and we're reminding ourselves of our absolute dependence on God. So it's a great week, and uh, I love the book of Acts because there's so many prayer meetings in the book of Acts. And well, this is the original church and probably something to be emulating. And that scripture goes like this in Acts 13, verse 1. Now, there were in the church of Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who's also called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, a longtime friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, and that's what we're doing this week, worshiping the Lord, fasting, praying, the Holy Spirit said, can I just say that we should anticipate that when we come together and pray this week, that the Holy Spirit will say something to us. He'll say something to you about your own personal situation, I'm sure, but he'll also say something to us about who we are together as a church community. So would you ratchet up the faith dial like that, coming to prayer, expecting to hear from God and listening to him. And even throughout the day, let's be listening. God may say something to you that'll be a blessing to us when we gather. So the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. This, I love this part. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went. Do you notice the verse before? They laid hands on them and sent them. But actually, correctly, it's the Holy Spirit that sent them. Because he's the one who called them out. It's wonderful to be sent by your friends but it's much better to know you're being sent through them by the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? You know, a lot of you, most all of you, weren't around in 1997 when we started this church. <laughs> and I don't want to go nostalgic and give you a big history lesson here, but just to say that the, the whole DNA of prayer is lodged in this church as a result of the way we started we, you were conceived out of a prayer meeting. When I was in Kansas City with a group of guys praying, and God laid on our hearts to come to uh, St. Louis and start a church, but not just any church, but a church that would have influence broadly throughout the country and in other nations. Now, that's a fairly ambitious thing, I know. Uh, you might have been wondering if I was smoking something to say that, but I was in the presence of the Lord and uh, felt God said that. So when we come to St. Louis and we started... We had maybe a couple dozen people, and we had regular prayer meetings because really we didn't know what else to do. We didn't have any resources to do anything else. Uh, couldn't buy anything or anything like that. Uh, so we just would have prayer meetings. But it was the amazing thing about those prayer meetings. God would speak to us through those small prayer gatherings. We'd get in the presence of God, and God would, would speak to us. Vision was congealed, and we bonded in prayer 
And we prayed big prayers for the kingdom of God. In fact, if you were to sneak in and watch this little ragtag group, and none of us very impressive. Charisma, we did not know what that was. That's obvious. <laughs> I had a church once that published a magazine just for a joke they put on the cover, the non-charisma magazine, and put a picture of me. <laughs> But we prayed these big prayers about touching the city and touching the nation and touching nations and and being a base that we could send and give and and train people to go out and to see the kingdom extended and start churches. We were few in number, and because we were so small in number, we didn't have any problem recognizing our absolute dependence on God because we didn't have anything to offer. So it it was about... Our dependence on God. Let me just warn you a little bit. As, as we become bigger and bigger and more successful in multiple locations and multiple services and all that, it's, and there's so much talent and resource among us, it's easy to move away from the dependence on God. Let us never do that. It's why we gather these seasons of prayer, these weeks of prayer, to reaffirm our absolute dependence on God. We were We have been and we always will be totally dependent on God because without him, we can't do anything. So we had no problems affirming our dependence on God and God's presence was there and we loved the impressions he had given, the pictures, and we were open to hearing God. I want you to be open to hearing God this week. Now, if I were to write a book on how you start a church, it would be one page. That's about as much as I've got in me. You might not even fill out the whole page. It would go something like this. Strategy for starting a church. Pray. That's it. Pray. Oh, and as you pray, listen and hear God. And then be directed by the activity of the Holy Spirit. And then then have faith and take risks because we know God's with us. That's the whole book. That's it. Pray. Hear God. Be directed by Holy Spirit. Have faith, take risk, because God's with us. It worked for us. Guess what? I think it'll still work. Our rich history is one of absolute dependence on God as expressed in prayer. When we pray, it's a statement. It's a statement that you depended on God. Why else pray? If you were dependent on yourself or other people, you wouldn't pray. Isn't that right? We're dependent upon God. And God loves the people that are dependent upon him and recognize him and trust him. Hearing God prophetically, God wants to speak to us, little pictures and little words and little images that come into our mind. It's like, where'd that come from? And it's, it's, well, maybe it's God. God's speaking to us because God wants to communicate to us. He's a God that loves self-disclosure. So he wants to disclose himself to us and therefore and and make it known unto us. And then he loves that we respond to his direction regardless of how much faith it takes to do it. And so he would open up doors and we were persistent. I remember we would pray and pray, oh God, you said, oh God, you said, we don't know why this is not happening, but you said it. And we just wrote on that. We wrote on that. And God would open up doors through our persistence and faith and promises. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story that's, I got to watch this because they're only on a timer and the floor opens up and I go down. 
But when we bought this land to build this building and we presented plans to the council, we thought these, these plans are so great and this land's been sent, they're going to be happy that we're here. They voted us down. We were shocked. And we went back again and resubmitted the same plans. And guess what they did? They voted us down. So we went back the third time, third time's charm, right? And we submitted our plans and they turned us down. And we were in prayer and I remember I had this impression from God like God was speaking to me. And he says, as I change the mind of an obstinate Pharaoh, I can change their minds. So that's what I prayed. Guess what? We went back the next time and they approved it. Now, how can you figure that out? When you, when, when you hear from God and he gives you a plan and he gives you a direction, even for a facility like this, we won't let go. And we persist in our corporate prayer. Years ago, a pastor by the name of Charles Spurgeon, who was from England, he saw his church grow from a handful to 6,000 people. And this is what he said. The prayer meeting ought to be very precious to us and to be cherished very much by us as a church. For to it, we owe everything. And when the church increased and the place was not large enough, it was the prayer meeting that did it all. Nowhere does the Bible express to us the value of people coming together, praying together, and expressing their trust and dependence on God than the book of Acts. The book of Acts is a history of the early church, and on virtually almost every chapter, you find them praying about something. They're praying about the mission. They're praying they're going forward in the midst of opposition. Beginning with, with chapter one of the book of Acts, the church is born in an extended prayer meeting. The Bible says they devoted themselves to prayer. They didn't do one of these quick, they devoted themselves to prayer. That's a pretty huge thing. And then also in Acts one, uh, verses 24 and 25, when they prayed, they gathered, they prayed corporate prayer. They said, you, Lord, you know the hearts of all. Show us which one when they're trying to choose leaders. Say, God, you know the heart. Show us which one. Because sometimes we don't see the leaders. David's on the backside of the pasture tending the sheep. But he was the one God put his hand on. Show us the one. They prayed. And, and when they prayed in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came and filled them all with the Holy Spirit. And they devoted, the Bible says, they've devoted themselves to prayer Wonderful. And then in chapter 3, we can just go chapter after chapter, but time will not permit. But chapter 3, they went, to, they went to pray and they healed a lame man, and thousands of people come to know Jesus as a result. In the very next chapter, there was an external crisis of persecution against the church, and they prayed, and the Bible says, great power and boldness came upon them, and generosity came upon them. They just redoubled their efforts. They come together, they, they prayed. You see, it's transcending the circumstances that pull you down when you look up to God in prayer that changes everything all of a sudden the circumstances get smaller and smaller and he gets bigger and bigger well when the church has some internal conflict that's what the, they decided to do so we'll give ourselves the ministry of the word and the prayer and problem got solved and then a chapter we just looked here today chapter 13 the first missionary journey that really is moving the church away from being a Jewish church to a church of all nations. And that's why you're here today, because of that. They prayed, they prayed, and the Holy Spirit spoke. 
That's what's going to happen this week. We're going to pray. And guess what's going to happen? The Holy Spirit's going to talk to us. Isn't that amazing? And then your circumstances that are like this to you right now, and God's like this little dot over here, going to go, and God's going to get, that's what's going to happen this week. When we come, if you don't believe me, come and pray and you'll see. And if you believe me, come and pray and we'll see. <laughs> Prayer is communication with God. It's an expression of our trust in him and our dependence on him. And not only that, it's a willingness to accept the great, great gracious offer God's given us of partnering with him in what he's doing on the earth. Right. Now, if, if some really big, big, important person came to you and said, hey, I'd like for you to partner with me, you'd be honored, wouldn't you? This is God. You hear me? The creator of the universe. He says, I invite you to partner with me. And that's what prayer is. It's a partnering with God as to what he's doing on the earth. It's an amazing thing. Now, I don't want to insult anybody here today, okay? But the fact is, by yourselves, you're really not all that impressive. <laughs> what happened at church today? I went there and the preacher insulted me. No. You have limited abilities. You have weaknesses. Now let's look at God. God is omnipotent, that is all powerful. He has all ability, isn't that right? Yeah. Now here's the perfect partnership. You take our inability and you connect it with God's all-powerful ability and it makes nothing impossible. That means you partnering with God, God working through you by the Holy Spirit. There's absolutely nothing impossible for you. You get it? Who wouldn't want to pray if that's the case? And the, the other thing that happens in prayers, I transcend time and space. I went a lot of places last night. I went over to Kansas City, to King's Church. From there, I went to Jubilee Church in Atlanta, Georgia. From there, I went to Trinity Church in Chicago. And from there, I went to Mozambique. All while I was sitting in my recliner. In prayer, you get it? When you pray, I prayed for those guys in Casey. God bless them. God bless Jubilee Church in Atlanta. Give them a great day. I prayed for Trinity Church in Chicago. Oh, God, strengthen them and bless them. I prayed for supply and God's grace to be upon Scott in Mozambique. I prayed. I went there. You in prayer, you transcend time or space. You can go anywhere. So you get it? Nothing's impossible. You're partnering with the ability of God, which is all-powerful, and you can transcend time or space. Now, who wouldn't want to do that? Isn't that right? Whew. I'm not making this stuff up. This is true. Jesus taught us to pray. He says, pray this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, you have the ability to partner with God in such a way that you can pray heaven to earth. And how many of you know this earth needs some heaven? That's what he's saying. 
You pray, you pray, you partner with God and you pray, your kingdom come, your will be done right here on this earth as it is in heaven. What an amazing invitation Jesus has given to us to partner uh, with him. Wow. <laughs> so in this room, many of you, you prayed prayers that God didn't answer them and you got mad at God. Let me just help you with that. Did you consult God before you told him what he needed to do? Because God has this issue. He actually thinks he's God. Therefore, rather than to assume that I can lay out something and say, God, I need you to do this and this and that, be my celestial Santa Claus, please. How about if we pray this way? God, what do you want to do about this and that? What's your plan for this and that? Because he will always bless his plan that he wants to make known to you. Don't ask him to bless your plan. Therefore, you won't have any need to ever get angry at God when it doesn't turn out the way you think it should. Prayer is an acknowledgement of who is really God in the equation. It's a demonstration of faith that God does the impossible. You see, this prayer meeting in the book of Acts launched the whole missionary movement. It's one of the reasons you're here. And the gospel went to Europe. Paul went down by a riverside there and he saw a, a business lady named Lydia and he shared uh, with her in this prayer. And the Lord opened her heart. She received the gospel, opened up her house, and a church got started. It's just how, how it works. And so it's a prayer that asks God for the extension of his kingdom. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And when we come together to pray, it's something else. It's, it's, it demonstrates that within us, we want to have this passionate desire to know God more and more. And, to be, and as we look to him, we get changed more and more into his image. We seek after his presence. We don't want any of our gatherings to be void of God's presence. It's the thing that distinguishes us and makes us different than the odd fellows or the rotary. Because the gathered church should be a demonstration of the power and presence of God in our midst. It makes us different. Enables us to pray bold, specific prayers. We pray for particular groups and neighborhoods. That's what we're going to do this week. Groups and neighborhoods. We seek out God's grace for them. Lord, we're not going to let you go. We want to see our neighborhood changed, our family changed, lives changed. Prevailing corporate prayers. It's like this. If I was to build a bonfire and then spread out the coals, the fire would die. But when I bring the coals together, it flames. Corporate prayer is bringing all you coals together. And there's a flame. It bursts with passion and energy. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here today because in our very beginnings and throughout our history, people gathered to pray for people that weren't here yet. And now you're here. And when we gather to pray, we're praying for people who aren't here yet, and then they will be. We had a small beginning. You say we're crazy, a couple dozen people. But we were determined to bless each other, not just be a regular church, but to be a reproducing church and to be generous and to spread out and see multiple locations and be a reproducing church and to spread out throughout this nation of the United States. A couple dozen people. So what's happened? Today we have churches in Georgia, Tennessee, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, Connecticut, 
Illinois, Iowa, Missouri, Washington, Idaho, Oregon, Rhode Island, California, Canada, and Mexico. Why are they there? Because people prayed, nondescript, not very charismatic people prayed. Weak inability, joined up, partnering with God, with his all ability. And then we see what God can do. What could God do through all of us? Think of it. Out of that, one of our original elders, Sam Poe, developed chronological Bible story, which is a way to share the gospel with, uh, with oral learners. And, and we saw churches started in Russia, in the Caucasus, in Ukraine, and Nepal as a result. When 20 people gathered to pray, they had you in mind. And when they rose up to do and follow God's directions, they gave of themselves and they gave their money. They had you in mind. I want to challenge you. Let's keep being a praying church. We're absolutely dependent on God. Otherwise, we're going to atrophy and become apathetic. And mobilize into action and take risks. Believe him. Be generous. Be confident. This is God's plan and promise. He's with us and nothing's impossible. <laughs>